Welcome to the City Park Church Podcast. We are changing the culture of the city through the message of hope. Please share at cityparkchurch.com how God has touched your life through our messages. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your giving and your generosity. We're starting a new series uh, this morning entitled, What Do You Really Want? What do you really want? You guys know the Spice Girls songs or song? Neither do I. Um, I'll tell you what you want, what I really, really want. (laughs) You know that song? (laughs) I was going to play the video, but it's not good, all right? (sighs) The first part's good, but then it goes into things we shouldn't talk about in church. But uh, anyway, let me just give you a little tip, uh, heads up. Amazing movie, Carolyn agrees. Hidden figures, hidden figures, rated PG. If you want to be inspired this afternoon to move forward in your life and just believe God for more, that that movie is absolutely amazing. Anybody see it yet? Go see it. It's phenomenal. One of those feel-good movies, um, just really uh, combating discrimination and how these three... African-American ladies moved forward in the Space Age program and were key to actually doing the the mathematical calculations to get um, a man on the moon. And they've been honored for that through this movie and actually buildings named after them at NASA. So phenomenal movie. So go see that. Um, What do you really want? If you want to turn in your Bibles to the book of James, I want to read a scripture. And you guys know James was the brother of Jesus. James, uh, he grew up with Jesus, so he saw it all. And for James to become who he was and write this book, pretty amazing. Literally, he he shows up late in the game because I think probably he thought his brother was a little bit crazy at first. And um, But really what eventually caused him to declare his brother as Lord was the resurrection. And um, he, he addresses this issue of what do you really want in the book that he wrote in the New Testament. And so I'll start reading in James chapter 4, a couple verses here. It says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Think about that the place of origin or the cause of fights and quarrels. Then he he answers the question, he says, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Someone say the war of wants. You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. It's not not talking about literally killing, It's, it's, it's a hyperbole. Actually, I looked that up, so I wanted to impress you with my English words. Um, People can want a lot of things, and you can get to the place in life where you actually want things to death, and it can destroy your life. You guys there? Whether it's careers, things, marriages, you can literally want them to death. He says, you covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. So the, the cause of 
your quarrels and fights is what I want. This is what I want, instead of taking the other person into consideration or the situation. Then it goes on to say, you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Now, wrong motives here is not really a good translation. It it literally means to ask wrongly or you don't ask correctly. There's a way to pray and there's a way not to pray. There's a way actually to get your prayers answered and to, to effectively pray in order to see God do things in your life. And that's following the scriptures. He gives us you know, basic guidelines on how to pray and what to pray for. And you know, we live in such a society and a culture that it's all about pleasure. Everything we do can be about pleasure. It's, it's whether it's the continual vacations or the continual Netflix television shows, our culture has coined a phrase, we're going to binge watch. Binge watch? And, you know, Hollywood has set that up in a way that, you know, the, they don't end the show. It's always the cliffhanger. And so you get to the end of the hour and it's like, oh, I got to watch the next one. And, oh, I got to watch the next one. And then, you know, six hours later, you've, you've wasted six hours of time watching junk. Someone else is living someone else's life in front of you. And so there's this continual want for pleasure. There's this continual desire and appetite. And so this morning, the question is, what do you want? Because a lot of times what we want isn't what we really want. And us pursuing those untamed desires and going down that, that, that road of I want, I want can destroy your life. And you can actually get to the place where you you have what you want, but you didn't get what you really want. You guys there? But because you've gone down that road of I want, I want, now you can't go back easily enough to get back on the right road to what you really, really wanted. You guys there? And so it's important for us to, to learn this, this portion of Scripture and these lessons so that we end up where we really want to be, which is asking God what he wants for our lives and allowing his passion and his desires to become the desires and passions of our own lives, of our own thinking, of our, in our own minds, to renew our minds with his word and his thinking so that we actually pursue the things that he wants for our lives. Because really... God wants more for you, actually, than you want for yourself. Absolutely. And so everything that you can conjure up in your own mind with your own wants, you you can multiply that by a 100 or a 1,000. God God has a plan, really, to help fulfill your wants and your desires. And, And we talked about it in the past few weeks. We talked about following his will when we follow his will it, it intermingles with our own will and it comes together and it, and it produces this amazing, satisfying, incredibly wonderful life on earth. As long as we're, we're, we're just true to him, doing all that we know to do and following his will, not our own will. 
ridding ourselves of the, the selfish I want, I want, because really, if, if we're honest, especially in marriage, all of our quarrels have to do with what I want. So if you go to a marriage seminar, they're going to teach you to prefer one another and communicate in such a fashion. So they'll teach you as the husband that I don't care whether you like going to the mall, go with your wife anyway. Amen? (laughs) You see some guys, well, bless God, I'm not going to the mall. I hate the mall. Well, your wife likes to go to the mall. Right? You can, you can really enhance your sexual life when you begin to do things <laughs> that she wants instead of what you always want. Come on, I'm just being honest with you today. Because if you think about, if you think about pleasure, that's the first thing that comes to your mind. And so we live in a culture that is just rampant with what we want to do, following after our own pleasures and the lust of our flesh. And, and it's not getting people to where they want to be, because literally you get to the place where you don't want what you wanted. You guys there? You don't want what you wanted. You, you think you wanted that, but you're like, huh. I was talking to, to Brandon and Benjamin used to work there. They, and a young lady, what's her name, Brandon, that helps with the sound? works there as well. Yeah, they work at the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. Mm-mm-mm. Anybody like chocolate? If you don't, you're not alive, you know. Um, so just, the, just walking by the door down at the Troutdale Mall is like, <sighs> you know. And I said uh, to them last week, I said, man, if I worked there, I would be 25 pounds more than I am. And they're like, no, you wouldn't. I'm like, well, why not? Well, once you start working there, yeah, it's great. You taste everything three times. But after like a month, it's like you don't want to even touch chocolate anymore. You know, it's like even when the customers order it, you're like, ooh, chocolate, you know? It's like because it gets to that point where you don't really want what you want anymore because it just loses its awe and its, its specialness. It's just too much of – anybody ever buy a big – like, you know, one of those extra size Milka bars, you know, you know, those good German chocolate, you know what I'm talking about? And, yeah, and, and, you know, and then you think, oh, this is going to be great, and you eat a quarter of it, and after that, you're like, ugh, it's just, you just get sick. And, and we, we do this in our own lives. We get to that point in our lives where we thought we wanted it, and we gave everything for it, you know, not considering, you know, what we really wanted, and following after the lust of the flesh and the pleasures of life, and, and, and going down that wrong road, thinking, now I want to turn back, but it's very difficult to do. It's not impossible, because God is a restorer and a redeemer, and we've all followed the wrong paths, and we've all done dumb things, and he can, he can back us up. It may take a little time to undo some of the things that we've done, but God wants to lead us down that path so that when you're ready to go be with the Lord, there's no regrets. Amen? Because the foundation of regrets is I want, I want, I want. So that being said, my introduction, (laughs) I was sitting at the table with our friends from Switzerland um, 
And the Holy Spirit's like, you should have them come up and talk. <laughs> because it, uh, what they've been through and uh, the things that they've done in their life really fit with this subject. And you're going to enjoy, number one, you'll enjoy their accents. And, but you'll, you'll enjoy their wisdom because um, they've been serving lo- the Lord as long as Sibylle has because uh, Bobsy or Barbara and Sibylle have been good friends since 17 years old. Went to Bible school together have served God together, planted churches together, did outreaches together, um, lived in Munich together when they went to Bible school. So she was a, in our wedding, at our wedding, Sibylle's right-hand lady. Um, and uh, Sibylle actually flew over to their wedding five years ago. And so I'm going to let her introduce them more. All right. So um, oh, where to start? <laughs> Now you see some people of my past. It's kind of nice to uh, introduce to you my very dear friend, Bobsy. Um, Bobsy and I, we became friends. Um, uh, we, we saw each other sometimes at faith meetings, and then I had to finish my education uh, in Würzburg, and Bobsy the same. She was becoming a nurse, and I'm an educator. And so were you, were you, were you done already, right? No? Just still, we're still students in some way. But um, so I had a roommate situation, and she was living there. And, um, and so you know how when you're young and you go through a lot of emotional and learning, and, and Bobsy and I, we just kind of became kindred spirits. So if I needed someone, I didn't necessarily call my mom because my mom got kind of saved and spiritual later. But Bobsy was just uh, by my side. When I had problems with my father, who was an alcoholic, Bobsy was by my side. I mean, Bobsy was, we were so spiritually uh, in tune in our friendship that when somebody was going through something, the other one kind of knew. And was like calling, hey, you were in my heart. What's going on, right? And so we had this friendship for years and years and years going through our young adult lives, all the ups and downs. And, and we were just a stable for each other of friendship and strength. And I knew uh, I could be real with her. She'd pray with me. I'd pray with her. She went to... Haiti on mission trips, and we just always kind of carried each other through uh, the times, you know, and especially Bible school times were so important where we learned so much, but, it, uh, you know, what doesn't kill you makes it better, right? We, we were so busy because we both worked, and we went to Bible school, and then we had to, uh, in Bible school, those two years, we had to also, you know, help out, and so we were constantly on the go, and after two years of that, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I, what's life like? <laughs> you know? Yet, they were, they were, those were the most precious times, and they built a foundation in us. And we are grateful for it, but it was just time for a new season, right? But uh, So, Bobsy and I walked through a lot of seasons together. And, um, you know, knowing, uh, knowing what a kindred spirit or a deep friendship, a spiritual friendship can what it what it matters, it is unbelievable, especially for a woman uh, that's single all these years and would like to be married but wasn't and has a twin sister who was married 10 years before and everybody in the family, at every, every family gathering, they're like, hey, what about you, Sibylle? You know, do you got somebody? I'm like, no. <laughs> and I just can't pick someone. It has to be right, you know. So uh, Bob's and I were each other's strength in those times and disappointments at times when we fell in love and it didn't work out and all. You know, your pastor had times like this. <laughs> so, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you later, honey. <laughs> so, Talk um, to you when I get home. <laughs> 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 so God is good. But um, so, 
you know, I encourage you to build those friendships that you can trust and that you, even when you go and meet um, each other's weaknesses, right, uh, that you just don't move out. You just stay put and you work through issues and you grow and you forgive and, and, and this constant letting go. I have a friend since I was 19, I'm almost 53, because um, we didn't give up on each other and how important that is. And we're not married, and there's never anything weird going on, but it's just that spiritual, beautiful, I, I want your best. I want you to have God's best. And that kind of is a, a gift from God. And you guys, I encourage you to develop that. When I got married, and Bob was bringing a ring for me and putting a ring on my finger, I was so distraught because I would have to leave Bobsy behind. <laughs> And I bought her a ring, and I put a scripture on the inside. And it was out of um, Proverbs seventeen seventeen: a friend loves at all times. And so with that, I had, to, I had to leave her and move to a different continent where we knew we wouldn't be as close. And we wouldn't call every day or, or couldn't just go for a walk like we were used to. And um, so, you know, it, it was a hard thing to embrace the new Yet let go of the old, but not letting go, go. But you just live it in a different season. But um, So I, I just want to introduce uh, how much Bubsy means to me. And that it is such an honor. Uh, it was such an honor for me to go to her wedding. Because when I got married, I, I told her, Bubsy, when your time comes, I'm going to be there for you. And it took a long time for her to meet that promise of God. And for me to hold up my end of the promise. But it was such an honor. It meant so much to me to be at your wedding. Because it was something I desired for you for so long. And it is so special. And when you wait for something very long, it is very, very, very special. And uh, so God redeemed that. And, and he, she's here. And her husband is here. So her name is Bubsy. I call her Bubsy. You may call her Barbara. <laughs> Oh, Bubsy, but and her, her husband Rick, and um, I only seen him the second time now when they arrived last night, and I looked at him and I said, "You look like my husband," <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Is it the hair? <laughs> you know, but there's just a similarity between those two, and uh, I'm just—I uh, feel like I know him, and he has that Swiss accent I like. So <laughs> it's funny. Actually, he's American. He's American and Swiss. So he actually dual grew up, yeah, dual citizenship like me. <laughs> so uh, and Bobsy is also Swiss now, and so we are international people today. So um, why don't you come up? Come on, and, give him a big hand. Yeah, give him a big hand. Welcome, guys. Yes, please. <laughs> Do you want to greet them, Bobsy? Grüezi miteinander. It says, hello, everybody, in Swiss. <laughs> so for me, it's really a pleasure to be here and to see Sibylle and Bob again. And like they already told you, we, we have a long relationship. And today in the morning, uh, while we did the offering, I really had the impression the Lord is saying it's good ground here. When you put your seed, your financial seed or your time here, it's good ground. 
So, and it's not because I like them very much, but <laughs> I had the impression to tell you, put your seed into good ground. Amen. So you guys just came from Bethel and came from a marriage uh, seminar there. What was the you can see. <laughs> 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 These things do grow you closer. <laughs> but uh, what was the title of it again? It was uh, Love After Marriage. Laugh After Marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. Laugh. Love. Laugh. Love. Laugh and love. Oh, Love After Marriage. I think Laugh would be a good title, yeah. too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about that and your experience there. Um, maybe just just briefly. You gotta hold it like uh, right, right. Maybe just it. briefly. Um, it's a great privilege for me to be here. Um, t- um, my father immigrated to the U.S. back in 1952. Um, he he went back to Switzerland to to reach out for my mom. They got uh, they got engaged, and within um, uh, a c- two months they got married. And I actually grew up back in Connecticut. Amen. So um, it's really it's really a blessing to be back to my roots again, and being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. To your question, um, our experience, it it really brought back um, <clears throat> uh, some memories. Um, my What I have experienced, I have, um, I went through uh, a very um, difficult divorce. I got, my first marriage was back in 85, and I got divorced in 2002. Um, my, my ex-wife went off with another guy. We have... We, I have two boys, and this is one of the most difficult times I have ever experienced, and, and I really hit the ground. Um, <clears throat> but having said that, uh, from the beginning, as soon as this happened, quite quite quickly, um, my father, our father in, in, in heaven, has given me a promise, a very special promise. He He, he told me, that he has something very special for me, ready, um, something I cannot even imagine um, what this could, would be, and um, and this is this is gave me hope through the most mm-hmm. difficult times. I've never accused uh, my father in heaven, and and I'm so grateful for this. And I just hung on to that. To, to that hope, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I, during that time, I, I went to a men's group, and these were very good friends. And uh, one friend um, uh, attending that men's group um, knew knew my desire. Obviously, I had a desire uh, for a for a relationship, for a girlfriend. Um, and and this uh, this guy knew this, and um, and he also knew knew Barbara mm-hmm. at that at that time as well, and he knew that she is also single. And um, so, question: um, So you uh, were still? Did you still after the divorce go to church? Um, yes, I I changed churches. I went to a different church. Okay. Yeah. 
At that point of time, um, my older boy moved into to my apartment. It was his decision, and um, and yeah. Okay. All right. Stop there because I want to get yeah. Bobsy's side before we tell the conclusion. So Bobsy, here is this will of God waiting for you that not only you've been praying for, but us and all of your friends <laughs> for years or decades, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we got married in 1992. This, this will be our 25th anniversary this year. Um, and so, Bobsy, explain uh, the conflict, I guess, in you mm-hmm. wanting to be married and mm-hmm. you know, the move to Switzerland and how that all happened. Because obviously it was a divine appointment. Moving there, because you would have never met him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that... Um, for me, my prayer was that I really wanted a husband with a good heart, a man after God's heart. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I got. <laughs> but um, I struggled a lot to be single such a long time. And even when my best friend got married and moved to the States, I was like, and now me? So, but um, also I I was almost living as, I I got born again with 18 years, when I was 18 years old. And before I had a a rough time, I was in drugs, I drank alcohol, um, I was molested or raped two times and everything, it was like... And then I got saved, and I, I just I wanted to be clean and pure for my husband and before God. And it, it was really, yeah, sometimes it was difficult for me to be single, but all the time I knew that we have a good, good father, and he he's not forgotten me or he will not forsake me. And for me, the most thing that helped me was... Um, just going to God every day, pouring my ou- heart out for him. Sometimes when I felt like lonely or something, oh Lord, I'm lonely, come and help me, come and comfort me, Holy Spirit, so, or give me a word, a promise. So that helped me a lot, yeah. And then. And so you poured yourself into your work? Um, uh, you moved to Switzerland, yeah, from and Germany, into the church, yeah, and into the church, which was uh, Hedwig was the then, pastor. Then it was Hedwig, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, tell us what you do, uh, your profession, and yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Now, then and now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a nurse educator. Um, I love working with young people. I love to see the potential in my students, and I, I love to see how they develop their potential and when they have their degree, they will be good, good, good nurses. <laughs> yeah. And Rick, your job is? I'm a tax advisor for international companies. Big companies. Big companies, Microsoft yeah. And well, yeah. Big worldwide companies, yeah, with uh, mostly European headquarters in Switzerland. Excellent. So the rest of the story, Bobsy, um, you prayed for... so. We got we got married at what age? We were 
Uh, we were 30, and you were you at the same age as Sibilek, right? A little bit older, yeah. A little bit older. And Some more gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> and so at what age did you meet Rick? Um, we met two times. <laughs> so the first time we met, I was about... Um, oh, no younger. 43, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but at that point... Um, we both were not ready for one another. We both had some work to do in our personal life. And for him, his youngest son just moved in with him too. So it was like, now it's the time to build a relationship with my youngest son again. And I was in love with another man. And he, it was a, not a Christian. It was a really difficult time for me. And I was like, not ready for him. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was very impatient <laughs> yeah. because my, my personality is impatience. I could not <laughs> understand, but I obviously I accepted her decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so decisions, decisions, as we're talking about yes. in, in the scriptures here, um, seeking God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, you had said to me this morning that um, better to be single mm-hmm. than married. Uh, single and having God as your husband yeah. you know I don't know how you worded that yeah. but um, yeah. for, for me I know that only God um, will fill up my needs my husband is not able to do it or, or a friend like Sibylle even she's a really really good friend but God is the one who who fills me up who redeems me Yes, he's yeah. He's my redeemer, not another person. And when I have a need, I go to God first, and not to my husband or to a to a good friend. So, it's really important. And I also know that God is giving me favor, or that has given me favor for every season of my life. The the state to be single and the state to be a married woman. Amen. Yeah. And we don't look down on single people at all. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Many are called to be yeah. single and mm-hmm. some are called to be married. And it's not our ultimate goal as a church to get everybody married. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the scriptures really talk about the, the effectiveness of the single life concerning the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's more time, more energy to, to serve God. Mm-hmm. And, and some will do that until Jesus returns. Um, so how did you guys eventually meet the second time and mm-hmm. come to the conclusion that you were made for each other and it was mm-hmm. God's will? And for me, perhaps I have to say, some people of you prayed for me. Um, when I turned 45, I had breast cancer and I went through all the therapies and I really I, I didn't know whether I would die or whatever. So, um, But I had the promise of God that I will live and proclaim his wonders and works. So, yeah. But um, after that, I thought, so now I will not have a husband. Everything is, every hope was gone because it was the therapies and everything was so difficult for me at this point of time. And it was really hope below zero. So, yeah. and then, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and retroactively, I have then understood what these four, four years meant because I had some homework to do which mm-hmm. I haven't done before, and I had to stand up for my, for my younger son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it, I really knew uh, I want the will of God in my life. And then um, 
we met again at the birthday of the friend who first introduced us. And, and both of us knew uh, we have to be at the birthday, but we didn't know that the other person would be there. So at this day, I had like a migraine. Terrible. I couldn't drive the car, <laughs> but I knew I have to go. Though I, I knew it's a tag of the enemy that will keep me back. So I went there, and then I heard a voice. <laughs> And I've seen him. <laughs> I, I can, for me, after that first blind date, I was just, I just erased everything in my mind. And I don't have a good memory, a face memory. Um, but all of a sudden, I heard the voice from somewhere. And then I looked, and, and then uh, you were talking to mm -hmm. some other man. And I thought, okay, you, were, you are now in a in relationship. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then we started talking with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and she uh, and Barbara baked a wonderful cake. I almost e ate the ha half of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> that did you in, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we kept in touch. Yeah, and we both. Um, we went to a vacation together because we were really busy with our work at this point of time. And we went together to a vacation and we both knew we will know after the vacation whether um, God is there in our relationship. It's the one I always prayed for or not. So, And a friend of us told us, she, she was getting us at the airport, she said, I will see how many... Uh, foods will be between us when you come out of the airplane, <laughs> whether the one is walking there and the other behind, or you're walking together. So we were walking close together. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, for me, it's it really it's it was worth waiting all the years. Also, the in between was difficult sometimes. On my feeling and self-esteem and everything, I thought, "Oh, is something wrong with me that I'm still single and lies like that?" But um, I never met a, a man who is like my husband, who is has such a good heart, and I know that he accepts me without fault finding. And yeah, he's just the right person for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Amen. You know. The grace and the forgiveness of God is amazing. And no matter where we're at in our relationships and how we, we got there, he can take us from there and, and make it all good. As we, if we submit to his will, and um, forgiveness is amazing, restoration is amazing. You know, even after a divorce, you can still believe God if that's your desire for the man of your dreams. Um, I'm sure, Bob C., um, it was difficult all those years, what the desire to be married, um, knowing that your best friend was married, um, you know, the emotional, you know, I'm sure jealousy and things you have to deal with. Um, but um, I know from not only you two, but your circle of friends that got born again, that it was always your desire that you were going to be equally yoked and, and find somebody that was a believer. And if that meant being, being single, so be it. Um, because you didn't want to make a decision. You know, 
you didn't want what you wanted, you wanted what you really wanted, which the ultimate goal would be that as I look down into the future, that I see us happy. I see us not perfect, obviously, but loving each other. Um, I see us prospering in, in, in every area. I see us, you know, being retired and uh, just living life, serving God together, you know. And, and really, uh, all of us that do or did or do desire to be married um, or, or single or whatever, um, we, we always say this, that uh, the number one decision you, you, you will ever make in your life is the person that you marry. As far as your, your success in him, because together we serve God together as one. And um, so um, it's waiting is a good thing. Um, you know, um, if, if, if you want to get married and we'd be glad to give you advice. Um, I think we're a little bit more cautious after decades of ministry um, as far as marrying people because, you know, we've seen, we've seen destruction and heartache in this area, and we want to help you be successful in your relationships um, because we know that your desire and your what you really want is you want peace and harmony and joy, and, um, and you, you see down the road in your golden years just happiness together. Amen? Anyway. Well, I think relationship is um, difficult. Relationship isn't easy because it's um, it, it's not easy if you're single or it's not easy if you're married. Uh, it doesn't really matter. We all live life. We all have bills to pay. We all have uh, jobs and relationships outside of the inner family circle. And life is, um, you know, God God's in it. But there's always some kind of... Um, you know, God didn't say, I take you out of this world so you it can be all heaven. He said, I'll bring you into this world, and I am I was victorious, and so can you be. You are champions in Christ. And so he wants us to bring heaven down. Heaven down in our single life, heaven down in our in the marriages and the friendships and covenants and relationships we have. And so that is um a fight, you know, to do to find God's will and way, not a fight in that sense, but it's, we, there's enemies to unity, there's enemies to covenant relationships, and um, the enemy knows how uh, important unity is, and friendship, and relationship, because Jesus came, and he had disciples, and he said, this is my church, and I will build my kingdom through this, so unity and people uh, meant to be together. It's like a puzzle piece. All the pieces out there don't make sense, but they make God sense and heaven sense when they come together. So the enemy is always out to bring us out of the house of God, out of marriage, out of relationship, to bring strife and uh, unrest. And and hopefully today will just give you that that moment where you say, Jesus is my all in all when I'm single and when I'm married, Amen. that he truly helps us in relationship. He guides us. And he, um, you know, we are not so dependent on one, on one another that um, we, we put so much pressure on a friendship and so many expectations that will you know, get the life out of the other person. When God is our source, 
when God is our strength, when God is the lover of our head, lift of our head and the lover of our heart, the one that heals the broken heart, the one that mends things and has fellowship with us, we have a different place from out of which we do relationship. We can then let people free and yet be close. And that's the beauty of kingdom relationships, I believe. And we're, we're honor. I want to honor you. And you want to honor me. I'm not, I don't want to be selfishly just like look like, who I'm the diva or whatever. It's not a, at all. It's like seeing God in them. And that together we make God even more beautiful. And, and we can be real and honest. And, trans, you know, you learn to share hurts and you learn to comfort each other according to God's word. And it's a beautiful thing that I would, I would never want to do without. And God has that for us in with him alone. And he has that to learn these principles so we can actually wage war against the enemy and stay stronger and better and grow more uh, as, a, as a family, as a marriage, and then as a church and with one another in our honoring relationships. Uh, so I think we are so much better off with God than without. And I'm so grateful for what God is doing in all of our lives. And, yeah, for friendship that is long-lasting, where there's trust built. I, I love trust. I love trust. I love honor. Uh, and, and wouldn't want to do life without these people in my life. And, yeah, come on in, you know, everybody. Let's do this together. Amen. May I add yes. two things? Yes. So perhaps to give you the whole picture. So I said we went to the vacation and we're just looking. So it's, it's really God in our relationship. But also I was asking my best friends, like, um, do you think it's right with both of us? And I was asking my pastor, say, please tell me when you see anything that it's not from God in our relationship, then please warn me. I'm, I was very open and vulnerable because I wanted to, I really wanted to do the right thing. So. And, it's, and it's very rare, after 27, 8 years of ministry, that people actually come to us with that question and that attitude, um, which I wish some would, so that we could, you know, we're not here to control people, but I guess if they respect you and honor you as their pastor, and they respect your opinion... We could save people a lot of heartache from the decisions that they've made um, because they just they just wanted what they wanted and they wouldn't listen, not just to us, but they wouldn't listen to their own parents or their own friends. And they went after it and it, and it ended up not good. And so um, wise counsel is so huge. It's like, Pastor Bob, what do you think? there's anything that you, you think we should stop this or uh, I could because I don't want to end up 20 years down the road regretting the decision that I've made amen oh because I want to live in peace I want to live in peace uh, and and what I did I have two boys what I did I asked my two boys and as you probably all know um, your own children know my own ch my own boys know me better than I know myself. <laughs> so I they had a good feeling and they felt good and comfortable, and I, that was for me also a confirmation. It's the right way to go. 
And to top the whole thing off, Bob, so you talked about uh, his boys. They're 27 and 25? Um, what did they say about, about you? Um. Yeah, uh, that was quite recently. Um, um, Benjamin is, is, is my older boy's name. It's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he actually had two bad experiences. He, he just broke up with two, two different relationships. And at the end of the, the, uh, the second relationship, he, he told Barbara that, you know what, there are only two women I can really trust in my life, and that is his grandma and Barbara. Let's make these statistics stronger and better as we just love on people and show them honor and what relationship is all about. So our culture can be changed in trusting again, and you know? And, and you can trust again. Whether, yes. whether it's that, whether your goal may not be to ever be married again and you've been divorced, but, but you can trust and you can have intimate relationships again. Yes. Uh, because there, there's Amen. people out there that God has for you to um, to be friends with you and to kindred spirits <laughs> best of the best friends amen the gospel is all about relationships it really is um, and Jesus Jesus died not just to give us eternal life but he died to give us abundant wonderful fulfilling relationships and um, learning how to, to be friends and have relationships is, is one of the, the great wisdom that we get from his word. And uh, James, the brother of Jesus, he, he experienced it. Normally we write about what we've gone through. And I can think about uh, what did James go through as the brother of Jesus for him to actually write that. I know he's inspired by the Holy Spirit, but I, I believe that also through his experiences... How did he come to write that in that book in order to, to help people? Because he probably went through some things. Many of you could write a book as well. Uh, you've been through some things. But there's nothing but up and there's nothing but blessing and there's nothing but promise from this point on. Amen? And, you know, what helps me even in raising kids or going through disappointments in life, uh, uh, in relationships, it's just... God's love never fails. He just doesn't. You will, you know, after I had to move away or wanted to move away, God didn't leave her behind. He was her God as he was my God as I was uh, experienced all these new things and new culture. And God, is just, that's God. He doesn't leave us behind. He's with us. I remember that pain, you know, I gave Bubsy a ring on my wedding day to honor her because I know how it felt to be left because my twin sister left me 10 years before and we, you, you live together in the same room and then she gets married and I was left behind and my, my sidekick was, my, you know, always having a twin sister there, getting safe together, getting all these experiences and suddenly she's gone and married and and so I've been through that pain of being left behind. And God had to fill that place. So I knew emotionally sometimes you can't take a, a certain pain away from somebody. They have to walk through it. But as I can't be there, God was. And that's if we allow that in relationship. We can't control. We can't micromanage. We can't. That would be unhealthy. But we can trust God. 
And God surely has a master plan for each one of you, just as he had for you. And we trust in that. We believe in that. And even in these end times where culture and sexuality and relationships is so messed up and so superficial and so where people are used, we as a church, as the people of God, as the family of God, as covenant relationships, we can bring heaven down and show this culture that there is honor and there is true love and how to overcome relational problems because everybody has them, but that God wants to be part of this healing process and we accept that we can even make mistakes and he calls that forgiveness and move on and not live in shame and guilt for the rest of our lives. You can be free from shame and guilt because of what Jesus has done and walking free like that and walking in that love that doesn't fail changes everything. It changes everything. And we as a church can encourage one another in living in that presence of God, in that truth, and change our love relationships and this culture that's all around us. Amen. Um, we're going to close, and would you guys mind praying for some people if they would like prayer? If couples or uh, singles or anybody wants prayer, they'll be glad to, to pray with you up front here. Um, we'll just lower the lights a little bit and... I'm speaking from my experience because I am married. Um, and We didn't intend for this to be a marriage seminar day. But um, we see a lot of issues in marriages. And there's a lot of guilt and shame in this area for those that have had broken marriages and things. And, and if you want prayer as well, we'll be glad to pray with you. You don't need to continue to carry that around with you and let that, let that dominate your life forgiveness and there's restoration but my daughter um, Lisa, she like in the nursery or something she had to go to work um, she has a number of friends that uh, have been divorced and have, have seen some things with their friends all out, fights physical fights with some of her friends and not good you know we don't have a, we don't have a perfect relationship by any means don't, don't show up to my house and surprise us, okay? Because um, we may be yelling and throwing things. Okay, well, I mean, uh, I was mad one day and I broke my daughter's door, okay? So I'm just letting you know, okay? Uh, it's one of those hollow core doors. It wasn't solid wood, all right? You don't, you don't need to hit it that hard, okay? But she's, she, you could just tell that after her experiences with her friends, she was so thankful now we're still together. Um, and that is so important, you know, for her to see that. Even though there's times you want to give up. You know, there's times you want to just throw in the towel. Um, but uh, she did say to me the other day, she goes, Dad, you know, I have a good relationship with Mom, but I want a better relationship with you. We need to hang out more. Now, she would have never said that when she was 15. And anytime I would ask her, like, hey, I'll take you out to lunch or take you out to dinner, she'd be, she would never go. You know, she's like, no. You know, it's not like Don and Michaela. You know, they're like hanging out and lovey-dovey. And Don does a great job with Michaela as far as his relationship with her. And I'm learning from her. But now she's 19. And all the things that you desired to have in a relationship with your kid are actually coming around. 
right? And so um, don't give up on your kids. Keep being the stable factor. Keep bringing them to church. Uh, keep setting the standard for them. Um, believe in God that the word of God that you put in them will not return void. It, it will produce, the seed of God's word will produce and will not return void. And they will serve God all the days of their lives. And you have to believe that. Amen. Have faith, speak it over them, and believe God for them. Yeah, believe for them when it doesn't look good. Believe for them when they disappoint you. Believe for them, speak over them, tell the devil to take a hike, uh, that they are, those are your kids and they're taught of the Lord. I mean, we fought these battles and for all of our children and because we want their very best. And we want them to know at any time we would want to fight for them. And we do. And sometimes you fight on the inside. You fight with God. But we never lose sight of that he's good and that he's got us covered. Because his, his blood is powerful and his love is amazing towards all of us. So if you find yourself in a situation where things are not quite where you would love to see them, just like Bubsy, keep on holding on. Because he's faithful who promised. There's days being single where you think, all I want to do is be married. And there's days when you're married, think, all I want to do is be single again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> those days come. Uh, you'll get over it. <laughs> it. This too shall pass. Um, just don't give up. Just picture yourself 20 years from now. All your kids, your grandkids, everybody sitting around the Thanksgiving table. That's what you really want. Amen. And for those that are stay single and not have their own children, God says specifically that He puts the lonely into families, and that you will become part, just like Bubsy now, will be. That was the promise God has given me that He will put the lonely into families, and now I have a really great family. So no matter how that happens, if you get married or don't get married, you will have that friendship circle, that, that spiritual family that is like your family. Like we don't have a lot of family here, but a lot of times we get invited over the selves for holidays. And they, they, we are family and we are comfortable. We walk in our socks and we, you know, we, we, can, we can be real with friends and it is like family so if you don't have a blood family God surely is able to give you family and where you totally honored and and loved and cared for and so let's just believe that we all you know are led by God in experiencing this choice and uh, as we live here amen let's all stand up why don't you hold hands with this, somebody next to you why don't we go across the aisle can you guys all hold hands together and let's just pray together because we are a family that's really why the church was created to be a family together to uh, minister to the lonely um, I just want to encourage you that it, it can never be family if you just come to Sunday service uh, you can be you can even be in a big group like this and be the loneliest person on earth. And that's why we have small groups and Bible studies and women's things and men's breakfasts just to get to know people. 
It's through that you get invited over their homes, you get invited into their lives, and you build relationships together. But, but it takes effort to do that. Um, so you can continue to be lonely, or you can continue to, or you can make a decision that, hey, I'm gonna, I want to plug in here. Because I recognize that these people, although not perfect, that they're real. And I can trust them. Amen? So, Father, we thank you for Rick and Bobsy. Thank you, Lord, for their ministry and their hearts for you. God, we pray over this, these people, God, and we just thank you for relationships restored, for friendships starting, for desires and decisions and wants your will and your wants for their lives. I thank you, Lord, you help us and you guide us, God, to not make the right decisions based on our own passion or, or based on our own thoughts, God, but let your thoughts be our thoughts. Let your ways be our ways and your will be our will, God. Because, Lord, we, even though we might want something, God, we do know deep down what we really want. Lord, I thank you the devil is defeated concerning decisions. We say, devil, we take your hands off of our emotions. Take your hands off of our mind. We say, manipulator, be gone in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that we have the, the peace and the endurance to first and foremost be in relationship with you. Because it's in you we place our trust and our fulfillment. You're the one who fulfills the whole of our heart, not people. So let that first be established, the Lord says. Let that first be pursued. And when you become complete in him, knowing that you are complete in him, then the relationships that you desire will appear. And God will bless you with the spouse or the friend that you always dreamed to have. We speak that, we pray that, and we thank you, God, for that. In Jesus' name. Benjamin, continue to play. Don't put any music on, please. And if you guys would like prayer, come on up. Uh, go to dinner with somebody after service. Lunch with somebody. Invite somebody out. Hang out together. You can walk right downtown to the Thai place or Greek restaurant or something and do something with somebody. But if you like prayer from Rick and Bobsy, come on and just stand up here behind Jody and we'll be glad, we'll be glad to pray with you. Thank you so much for coming to City Park Church this morning.